Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. My name is Chase Roth, and I am your host. We are coming to you from the Signal Fire Media Studios, provided by Signal Fire Media Company. You can support the Signal Fire Media Company team by visiting them at signalfire.media and following them on all the different social platforms. A huge thank you to GeoOwl for being our uh, sponsor for this month. Uh, GeoOwl is the premier geospatial intelligence provider for U.S. government agencies. If you are interested in a career in the intelligence field, uh, visit geoowl.com for more information. Today, we have with us Mark Arrington, uh, which is super cool because, Mark, you are actually still an active-duty Marine Raider, correct? I am indeed. So how does an active-duty Marine Raider uh, end up as a businessman? So, you know, I had an interesting past. Um, I ended up getting diagnosed with a uh, autoimmune disease as I was on active duty. And then from that autoimmune disease, you know, I had to start looking at transitioning and everything else. So um, one of the benefits of being within SOCOM is we have the Care Coalition, as you're probably aware of. Uh, the Care Coalition has an internship. So, you know, once guys like me that are either injured or have, um, you know, internal injuries or anything else, they actually provide you the ability to go out and internship out in the civilian sector to get familiar with the civilian sector and everything else because transitioning is probably one of the hardest things you ever do, um, you know, active duty or post-active duty. And so I'm pretty much on that six-month internship with the Care Coalition. So it's a great opportunity. Um, I'm working with Alpha Mortgage right now as a loan officer, and um, I'm starting up a uh, my own LLC, which is going to be the Raider Realty Group. Wow, that's that's a lot. You've got a lot going on, uh, and it seems like you've you've done it in a very short period of time. Yeah, yep, you're standing still. You're falling behind, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know, my uh, my path kind of altered a little bit. Um, you know, I'm at 17 years right now. I've obviously I wanted to stay in until about 20, 22 years ish. Um, like most guys that came in, you know what I mean? I joined after uh, after 9-11. I started in 2004, and I came over to MARSOC in 2011. Um, 2019, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, um, and then I went off and actually got my master's degree. And, you know, I tried to, uh, you know, I tried to maintain, try to keep it all internal as much as I could. But at the end of the day, I kind of had to, you know, look at the man in the mirror and realize that, you know, I wasn't going to be a benefit to a team anywhere. And I was probably going to be a detriment. And then, uh, you know, from then I started this path of transitioning out. And, um, you know, guys like us, we don't really uh, we don't really sit still for long, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that uh, you can attest to. So, you know, I started looking for the next thing. And like a lot of guys um, that are transitioning out of the special operations community or active duty community in general, you know, they start looking at the next uniform to put on or the next, you know, the next war to go fight or whatever else. And I think at the Veterans Business Collective, we've talked a lot about this is like, hey, you try to rewrite the next chapter as the old chapter. And unfortunately, it's usually not as not as good, right? It's not as uh, it's not as fruitful. It's not as fulfilling as the last chapter was. Yeah, that's I think it was Randy Hetrick with TRX uh, who came down and was a guest speaker a few months back, yep, that's which was which was super cool. And he he made a statement along those lines of, you know, if you really enjoyed your, your military career or if you didn't enjoy it, whatever, right? That was a chapter of your life. And when you move on from that, just like like you said, close the book on that one chapter and start a new chapter. Don't try to extend it, extend that storyline, right? Like yeah. don't try to cling to it and look for 
for ways to, to, to keep it integrated in your life where it doesn't fit anymore. Right. Um, and that's, that's, I think something that, you know, all of us struggle with. And I think a lot of guys and gals end up looking for opportunities that, um, are, are in the same space that they were in on active duty. Like it's really easy for uh, a Raider, for example, uh, to leave active duty and then go make a hundred to $200,000 a year contracting. Absolutely. Doing similar things that, that they did when they were in. It's, yep. it's, it's very easy and you feel like you're still kind of around the same guys and things are a little different, but they're still kind of the same. Yeah. But to your point, it seems like you're kind of just, just trying to, to, to extend a chapter that's really not open anymore. Yes. By doing that, right. instead of just being comfortable with saying, I had a good run, that run's over, let's figure out what the next run's going to be like. Is that kind of the approach you've taken? Well, I mean, I was almost falling into the same pattern as, um, you know, a lot of the predecessors, right? So, hey, I'm going to get out of this uniform, we're going to put on a collar, I'm going to show up to work at the same place as, you know, a GS or a civil service employee uh, the next day or something like that. And then, you know, I had the mentality of, hey, I'm going to go work for a letter agency of some kind, right? Um, sticking with what I knew, right? Because what I knew was safe, mm-hmm. right? I understood that. I was familiar with it. I did it for 17 years. And that was safe. So I kind of diverted from that path, and I kind of decided to go on the road less traveled. Um, what, what pushed you that way? A challenge. You know what I mean? I was, uh, I was still seeking a challenge. Um, I wanted to be my own boss, right? And mm-hmm. uh, being a loan officer provides me with that, right? So um, being a commission-based thing and being a business owner, for instance, right? Hey, there's nobody else going to tell you what to do. Um, everything is on your shoulders, but then again, you're responsible for everything that does that that happens or fails to happen, right? Right, you're 100 percent responsible for your success or failure. You are not yeah. the marketplace. Nope, not nope. your boss because you don't have one. No excuses. Yeah, there are there aren't any. There are no excuses. Um, so I mean, it was kind of a you know a uh, fortuitous thing that happened. I was actually refinancing my house because I thought I was going to get orders to go down to Tampa because I was going to go try to work for SOCOM and just finish out my tenure. Um, my um, medical condition went south, so that 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 chapter kind of closed. Um, and I was refinancing my house, and I was over there um, at Alpha Mortgage um, talking to my loan officer at the time. He was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? I was like, um, absolutely not. I never thought about doing this. And then, hey, that thought popped in my head, and then Pretty much once something pops in my head, I don't stop until it's accomplished. So okay, been running after it ever since. And on this path, when did you connect? When did you first connect with the VBC, and what was that like for you? Well, an interesting aspect of that is so um, Luke Foser, um, who I actually went to ITC with back in 2012, randomly found me on LinkedIn, um, and he was a uh, a Marine for Life. Yep, um, he was a Marine for Life rep for this area. Was, yeah. Yep, and he said, hey. Have you ever thought about um, the VBC? I'm not going to this chapter meeting, but I think it was on a Tuesday, and the meeting was on a Thursday at Seven Mile Post, which is like a mile away from my house. Oh, perfect. Um, so I was like, hey, I'll go, right? So I uh, you know, showed up, didn't really know many people there, and then I just knew you from um, you know, training that we had done back in the day. And I was like, wow, this is a very powerful organization. Um, you know, you get a couple of like-minded individuals together, and I mean, kind of the sky's the limit. So I've been pretty attending ever since. Was there, was there anything about it that, uh, helped you with your, you know, decisions that you've made to maybe go the, the mortgage loan route or go into business rather than going the contractor route? Like you were thinking was, were there any conversations that took place with other members that have, you know, went ahead of you uh, in their transition? 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, I talked to um, a couple of the other uh, loan officers. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Um, he's another uh, prominent member of, what's his name? You talking about Tim Horst? Tim Horst, yep. yeah. I talked yeah. to Tim. Uh, Tim, Tim kind of, you know, showed me the ropes as far as like I think he works for Angel Oak, mm-hmm. um, but he kind of showed me the ropes about everything that he did. He actually did a similar transition program as I did with the Care Coalition. Okay. Um, actually, so he interned with them, and I was interning at the same time at Alpha, or a, a be, about to begin that internship with Alpha. So he kind of showed me the ropes. And another aspect of it was, I mean, I actually sh- saw like veterans helping veterans out. Right. It's a uh, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, everybody's going to do their push-ups and post on social media or whatever else. But I found that at the VBC, like, people actually do actually walk the walk instead of just, you know, posting on social media about helping veterans. They actually do it because at the end of the yeah. day, we understand each other. And um, there's a level of trust that's inherent in our community that's not necessarily inherent in the, uh, the greater civilian population. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I think it's so cool what you just said. Uh, you know, you, you found another mortgage loan officer in the networking group who didn't view you as competition, but took time to teach you some of the, uh, you know, the, the tricks of the trade, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and, and was willing to help you out instead of stiff arming you because, you know, you might, you might take some, some bread from his table at some point or something. But that, that to me is, is, is just amazing. I mean, yeah. um, you don't. I don't think you see that other places. Very no, often. it's no, it's very seldom. And and you know, to just the veteran community in general. I mean, you do have that trust there. And although that you know we are a competition to an extent, there is plenty of food out there. Nobody is starving in this community, and nobody is starving around this area. And um, you know, I don't think any veteran, which is a part of the VBC, is going to try to take food from another one. Right. I mean, yeah. you can be in competition without being enemies. So, and he was a, he was a good source, and the Veterans Business Collective as as a whole has been a good source. I mean, even Signal Fire Radio, uh, Signal Fire Media. I mean, y'all are going to be developing my website and doing a lot of my media posts and managing my social media as well. Yeah, the referral business uh, has been just absolutely astounding to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't keep an official. Uh, track of it. I just kind of monitor it through conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I used, you know, so and so to to resod my yard, and I used this guy to do some new curbs around my landscaping, and this guy cleaned my carpet, and I, I hear all these these types of stories. Uh, and then there's new businesses that have been formed as well, and mm-hmm. I, I hear about those. And um, you know, as a, as a business owner in town, I, I participate in a lot of different little networking groups and things to, to try and build up my, my book of business. And I, I do not see the same level of success stories other places. Um, and I think one of the main contributing factors is what you said a minute ago of, of how quickly trust is extended uh, between veterans. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, we know at, at the end of the state, right, what is a veteran? A veteran in this, in this era, he volunteered his time. And he volunteered his time away from his family, and at times, like, he's volunteered and put his life on the line, right? So that is a person that is already altruistic in general. I mean, nobody joins the military for fame and fortune. right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for fame and fortune these days, you know what I mean? Like, uh... You know, past the uh, the Roman era when people had to join for political status, I mean, that's just not the case anymore, right? So, yeah. I mean, you join because you want to serve your country and you want to be of service. Um, and I think that the Veterans Business Collective still has that sense of camaraderie um, that is very much a void once you get out. Um, and that is something that I found with my transition. So that's why I was happy to still work in the veterans community. 
And that's why in general, I mean, with my, um, I, I prefer to do veteran, you know, veteran loans. My, my clientele for the most part is veterans. I mean, they're far easier to work with than most. And I mean, you just get to still, you know, shoot the shit yeah. <laughs> every now and then. Yeah. It's just nice, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the brotherhood and the camaraderie is something. Your jokes are still relevant, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I mean, they're still not funny, but they're still relevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 they might not be funny, but they'll still laugh. They won't judge you for it. Yeah, right? they won't judge you for it. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, you, you've got quite the journey going on right now, and I, I know it's, it's, it's something that's very personal, uh, and I appreciate you bringing it up and sharing it, but being you know, hit with such an unexpected life change so close to what you thought may have been retirement, well, you know, and, and, and everything else. And, uh, you know, just like you said, just leaving active duty alone is stress enough for somebody. And then, then you add in a, a life-altering uh, medical diagnosis to that and trying to figure out what the next thing's going to be like, uh, you know, with your family and everything else. Uh What's that, if you don't mind, you know, talking about that a little bit, what's that been like for you to try to, you know, kind of sort through some of these, uh, you know, stressors and dilemmas as you move forward? Well, um, you know, with, I, I had to do something called the IDES system. So once you're doing the med board thing, you actually go to all of your veterans appointments and everything, you do all your claims and everything else. And something I found post those claims is, man, like, I just felt really bad about myself. Right. Like you're going there, you're having to actually admit that something is wrong with you. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of the other veterans out there can attest to it. Like we don't like to say there's anything wrong with us. Like, hey, my back might hurt, but I'm good to go. Right. Like, right. Hey, right. You know, I'm going I'm to take a Motrin and drink water and phase out. Water. Yeah. Guys go for their exit interviews for the VA and their 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 medical record has nothing in it. Right. Because they never went to sick call. They just yeah. pushed through it and went yeah. to PT anyways and everything yeah. else. Absolutely. And, um, so you said you started feeling kind of kind of down about having to, you know, have these conversations and say, yeah, you know what, I did screw up my knee this one time yeah. or this one thing did happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you do. And, um, you know, because you go there, you have to admit these things. And then unfortunately, a lot of times, like your mental state declines because you like you're having to like kind of look in the mirror and you're having to self-reflect and you're having to say like, hey, maybe I'm not good. Um, you know, mentally or physically, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of the issues that veterans have when they're transitioning and a lot of the reasons, for instance, that like suicide rates are so high. Right. Um, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of mental strain that happens with transition and there's a lot of mental strain that happens when you actually have to admit that, hey, you're not 100% anymore. Um, hey, you're not 18, right? You're 30s, whatever, 40, whatever. Um, and you've seen some things in your career. Um, so, I mean, that was definitely a difficult thing um, for me, um, especially because, I mean, I wasn't done yet. Mentally, I wasn't done doing the job yet. I was still right. trying to climb the mountain, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and I, I wasn't at the top yet, right? So, um, you know, obviously in our, in our career, in our uh, things, I mean, like the epitome of being enlisted Raider is to be a team chief. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I go forth, I uh, got my master's degree from an excellent program, which is the Joint Special Operations Master's Program at JSOMA, which is handled out at Bragg, which I f fully, fully support. Absolutely phenomenal program for enlisted people to get their master's degrees while they're in. And, um, you know, while I was there, I mean, I was fully like, you know, I'm going to get done with my master's degree. You know, I'm going to do two, two, two pumps as a team chief, um, go forth and do great things for our country. And just kind of all of that just came to a very abrupt end, um, which was, you know what I mean? I very much had to self-reflect and 
understand that I was probably going to be a detriment to the team other than an asset. And that is a very hard thing to, uh, it's a hard pill to swallow for people like us. Yeah, it's, uh, well, especially, you know, in our community, it, you get labeled mm-hmm. if you can't perform, right? If, if, yes. if, you, if you have to say, hey, look, guys, I need a timeout for two weeks because I sprained my ankle, yeah. right? Everybody just all automatically puts you in the corner and gives you the stink guy. And right. it's like, hey, you're, you're not cool until you're healed, you know, like we yeah. don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, old, kind of, old, kind of, old meat, yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. So, um, and have to accept that that's just the way it's going to be in the future has got to be, got to be kind of tough. Um, but you seem like you're, you're getting through it. What are the, uh, what are the things that are helping you, you know, deal with, with, well, with accepting that and, and moving on? You know, we, you, you establish friendships, um, as you go through service and it's some of the, you know, it's some of the deepest friendships that you probably have because through, you know, through contingency, through, um, through pain, right? Like, um, through pain of military training deployments or whatever else, and just the, uh, the camaraderie and the, you know, identification with other people of the, you know, the same life that you've lived and the same things that you've experienced or whatever else, you develop these relationships. And one of the things that you have to do when you get out, and a lot of guys don't do it, is you have to maintain those relationships, right? Everybody kind of shotguns blasts once everybody gets out, goes in there, everybody's busy. I was the worst for that for years. Yep. I was the worst. I didn't keep in touch with anybody. Right. And, uh, you know, I have found that, um, when you stop getting in touch with people is when things start happening, um, especially, you know, people that have gone through a lot of, a lot of, you know, traumatic experiences during mm-hmm. their time in. And you have to check up on those guys, man. Like, you have to be like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, you have to hang out with them and everything else. And especially during COVID. I mean, during COVID, the guys that were early transitioning, they went from, hey, I'm always out and about. I'm always around this brotherhood that I have all the time. And now I'm like, cool, I'm in my house for the next year. I mean, spending more time around their wife and kids than they, yes, than they, than had they in, ever in, have in, in the last like ever you know, since they've been yeah. married. Right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, a lot of, uh, you know, some guys had some issues, man. And, um, you know, we have to be better as a community um, and a veteran community at that is maintaining those relationships because, I mean, they matter. Yeah, that's a That's a great point. I'm going to ask you a question that I've been asked an awful lot. All right. So. I have a, a, a similar background, as you know, I was a Raider as well and everything, and I've been out since 2013, and I've been involved in business of different kinds, and uh, my main business is a, a restoration and cleaning company, so like water damage and mold remediation and like carpet cleaning and stuff like that, very like routine, like boring, normal mm-hmm. stuff, and I get asked all the time, how do you go from being like a cool guy raider that jumps out of airplanes and you know runs around Afghanistan on four wheelers and dirt bikes and stuff to cleaning carpet. Like how do you how do you make that that switch? What made you wake up and want to do that? And so my question to you is how do you go from being that cool guy raider that jumps out of airplanes and races around on with NVGs on dirt bikes and stuff to uh, a mortgage loan officer which mm-hmm. is you know let's be honest it's not super sexy, right? Right, like it's it's not the sexiest thing you could have done. It's no. kind of like carpet cleaning. It's not yeah. the sexiest not thing the sexiest a guy, a guy thing can, you can, can do, do, right? Like yeah, absolutely. You can only look so cool yeah. filling out a loan document. You absolutely. can only look so cool cleaning someone's carpet. Yep. Um, so how did you how did you decide that you know you were okay with that? So you know, I decided that I was okay with it because all all of the cool guy stuff brought me to the place that I'm at today. Right. So. 
Um, you know, you have training. Training provides what you think that you're going to expect. Education is for the unexpected. And I had a lot of training. I had a lot of education. So I'm able to, you know, apply that to this realm of things. Because at the end of the day, although, like, loan officer um, isn't the most sexy thing, right? I'm not running and gunning. I don't have my M4 anymore and right. running around looking like a cool guy. You know? I still have one at home. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's <laughs> not an M4. Not it's quite just the an same. AR. It's not <laughs> as cool. Um but yeah, so I mean, you know, it allowed me to, and just coming from our background, like our I, our understanding of how important relationships are and rapport is um, completely transferred over to this job. And a lot of guys, I think they have some sort of fear that are like, oh, hey, you know, either, you know, I was infantry or motor T or whatever job they had in the military. And like somehow that doesn't transfer. But at the end of the day, you were probably a leader from day one that you stood on yellow footprints if you're a Marine. I can't really t- attest for um, some of the other branches of service because I haven't been in them. I've been around them quite a bit. But leadership is something that um, is inherent within, within the veteran community. And leadership at any job is going to be very applicable. And, um, you know, as far as the loan officer thing, is it, is it the coolest thing since sliced bread? No, but I tell you what, I'm my own boss. And I tell you what, um, I am commission-based. And if you want to talk about freedom, commission-based or owning your own business is probably the best route, right? What What about those two those two things uh, are so important to you? You know, I like things resting on my own shoulders. I mean, my back is strong and I can take it, right? And um, I just wanted to be able to branch out and provide for my family the best I could. And, you know, a lot of guys um, in the veteran community, I mean, they get screwed over by other loan officers, right? They've gotten screwed over on their house. The veteran community as a, as a whole is an easy population to target, right? Look at how right. many veterans end up getting their, you know, their identities stolen a year or whatever else. Like we're pretty much like a, although we're tough yeah. and everything or, else. Or an F5000 at 90% interest, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and here's your 27% <laughs> interest loan on your new Mitsubishi, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like, we are going to take care of one another better than anybody else does, and that is what I intend to do with um, me being a loan officer, and that's what my, my LLC is going to do, which is the Raider Realty Group. I think that's a really cool point. I want to dive down on that a little, a little deeper. So uh, you talked about, uh, being commission based or being a business owner and, and not really having a limit yeah. to, to what you can do. One of the things, an experience I had uh, while I was still on active duty that I found extremely frustrating was I went to the career course, just PME for staff sergeants, and there was mm-hmm. a guy that sat behind me who was also an E6, a staff sergeant, and had been in the Marine Corps the same amount of time as me. So we were making the same amount of money. Yes. Because money is pays based on salary rank and time right so we were making the same amount of money the difference was i was doing back-to-back deployments to two different combat theaters Mm -hmm. for the entire time i had been in and this this other cat had never deployed once in his entire career and he was on the base football team and he never missed a christmas or a kid's birthday or anything else right now i'm not saying that i wish i'd had his job because i didn't it had made me miserable I, I liked what I did, but what hit me hard was the fact that I knew not only was, were we able to provide the same quality of life for our families, like we could afford the same house, same cars, mm-hmm. same whatever, right? Like we weren't ahead of each other that way, but I wasn't there for any of it. Right. And he was. Yeah. And so not just to me, but to my wife and kid, I was like, well, that's, that's not right. 
you know, if I'm not going to be around, I feel like I should at least be able to provide them with more, better, or something, more. right? Yeah. And and that was something that started to kind of frustrate me with, with being in the military was then I started looking at the pay scale and going, well, man, no matter how hard I work, in 20 years, I'll be making X. Yes. Because there's the pay scale. Right. And so you can plan it out year by year by year, what house you can afford, you know, what vacations you can afford and everything else. And it didn't matter if you worked super hard or you didn't work at all and never deployed, never did anything. That was your limit. You know, your potential was maxed. So what you were saying about being commission-based or being a business owner really resonates with me because I like the idea of no ceiling, no limit. Right. And it seems like you've kind of gravitated to that model for maybe some of the same reasons. It absolutely is. And I mean, obviously, you know, it could be scary if you only did like four or five years or whatever else. I mean, obviously, um, you have some VA disability, you have a little bit of cushion or whatever else. It provides a little bit of, um, you know, ease as far as your finances go or whatever else. But I think if you're forward thinking enough and, for instance, you know that you're getting out or whatever else, you can already start setting yourself up for success. And what a lot of people don't understand is like our sphere of influence, right, which is, you know, you base it on referrals or whatever else. That is the ultimate form of marketing and that is the ultimate form of revenue for your business and or, you know, commission based um, commission based work. And um, I mean, I found that uh, it's it was scary at first. Right. It's it's an interesting thing to like go from one thing to the next. But I mean, it is it's it's fulfilling, just like the last chapter was. So if, if we have folks listening who are are on active duty or recently transitioned and they're trying to figure out their their next steps and they're they're sitting there stressed like I'm sure you were at one point and like I was uh, when I was looking at getting out and I'm like man that that first and 15th yeah, you know it's nice yeah payday is yeah. is going away right mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a lot yeah it was consistent it was it was every two weeks and it, yeah. it allowed me to pay for everything that we we needed yeah. um what would you say to people who are really feeling feeling that stress of losing that, you know, that constant drip every two weeks, um, you know, given your own experiences now? Consistency matters, right? And we are we are pretty consistent as an entire organization, entire veteran community. And as long as you are consistent about your your work ethic, which is in, instilled in us from like day one, and you were consistent about continuously learning, you know what I mean? Having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset, which is a pretty good book if you want to read it. Um, you're going to be successful, right? Nobody wakes up on Monday morning and says, I'm going to screw up this week, right? You wake up on Monday morning and you say, hey, I'm going to attack this week. And as long as you have that mindset, things are going to work out for you. Um, people like to hire veterans. People like to support veterans because we go forth and do things for the American population that they didn't possibly have the opportunity to do and or did not have the gumption to go forth and do. Um, and we do those things, right? So they, I don't say like we deserve anything because we don't because we're down to work for everything that we get. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that we get from our experiences that are invaluable in the workforce and in the civilian sector that is just not instilled in the business community. You you made a, a point just now that, that I found pretty interesting. So... Um, you talked about attacking the weak, and I think I think that's an idea that, that really needs to be driven home for for people transitioning. That uh, not that they don't have the work ethic, but they don't know where to start. Right. Right. And so I'll use I'll use you as an example. You you maybe are not thinking that you're going to be a loan officer for the next fifty years, 
right, for the rest yeah. of your life. You might you got me for fifteen more. You know, Fifty, I'm out. You know, you might you might do it for twelve months. Maybe. Am, am I am I right or wrong? Like you don't know yet, right? Mm. It's hard hard to say. Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow might might bring. I've yeah. I started three new businesses this year that I had that were not on the horizon the year before. Right. I have no idea. Like every day is a brand new day, and anything's possible. But what I have learned is you have to take action for Absolutely. anything to happen. Yep. Even if it's the wrong action, you're going to learn something from learn it, right? From, that's growth right? mindset. That's yeah. what that is, right? Even though I made a mistake, I learned from it, and I get better for the next one. Because I've, I've fallen flat on my face so many times uh, with business and lost tens of thousands of dollars in different ways, and, and I don't even want to talk about them. They're so embarrassing. We will at some point. But um, <laughs> but if you don't do that, you don't, you, you at, least, at least doing that, you check off things that you know you don't like or you're not good at. Absolutely. Right? I mean, would you agree with that? No, I would agree with that. Um, and I think some of the, you know, the scary aspect of transitioning, especially transitioning without that pension and or, you know, a high level of VA disability is you're like, oh, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm going to stick with that because now I got another paycheck. Right. And get that, addicted to that paycheck. You again. get addicted to the paycheck again. Right. But I mean, I think that if, you know, forward planning is also invaluable. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you know you're, you know, you're transitioning in the future, start reaching out on LinkedIn. Go to places like the Veteran Business Collective and everything else. Start talking to the veteran community. Talk to your sphere of influence and better prepare yourself for that transition, right? You don't wake up on, you know, your EAS date and be like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, you failed yourself at that point, right? Yeah. A little bit of forward thinking goes a long way. Talk to me a little bit, if you don't mind. You don't you don't have to share, but you, you mentioned you're, you're going to start this thing called the Raider Realty Group. Did I, I get it right? Yes. Okay. Well, what's your what's your vision with that? What, can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So um, the Raider Realty Group as a whole, I mean, like I said, with the inherent level of trust that is in within our community, um, all the realtors that I work with within the Raider Realty Group, they are all associated to MARSOC in some way, shape, form, or fashion. They're either retired Raiders. I have a couple active duty Raiders that are actually gotten out and gotten their real estate license while they're still on active duty, and then are then spouses, right? So spouses are somehow way, shape, or form associated with the Raider community. Dude, that's a, I, I want to interrupt you for a second because that's a great point that we haven't made on this show yet um, is is the importance of the military spouse oh. and their involvement with, with everything that we do, right? Absolutely. Uh, from getting us through transition mm -hmm. and all our other baggage and bullshit that we drag with us yeah. through our lives and everything, yeah. right? Like, yeah, 100%, man. Like, I probably wouldn't be able to get up and, and be here today and sit here if my spouse wasn't doing what she does every day for me oh i'm man you know? enough to say like i know who the stronger sex is and it's not me right, so, right. Yeah. fair enough, fair yeah, enough right and with the vbc we treat uh military spouses the exact same way that we treat veterans yep. so if a military spouse wants to join the vbc um and his or her you know actual veteran spouse is not in business or doesn't want to be a member they join under the veteran category the same as if they were a veteran yep. and they're, they're 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 given the same uh the same respect and same treatment a lot of times more uh than the actual veterans themselves yeah, my wife likes going to them she actually asks when the next one is every time because you know she gets to mingle and everything else and i think that she probably gets to see me um, you know, be back, back within some sort of like camaraderie, brotherhood or whatever else. Yeah. Cause I'm sure my eyes light up a little yeah. bit whenever I go. My wife's the same way. And, mm -hmm. I, and a lot of couples I've, I've, I've found, cause we encourage all members to bring their, their spouses to the meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, it just makes for better networking, right? If, if me and you never met before and we start talking, we exchange business cards. Okay, great. But if me, you and our wives sit down at a table and have a beer together, 
Right. That's completely different. Oh, 100%. It's a completely different connection. So we encourage everyone to bring their spouses. And what a lot of couples have done is now they're turning into date nights. Yeah. Because they never yeah. get a chance to get yeah, out of the house. They never get a chance to get out, you know? Yeah. And so. I mean, as far as like, any, even, you know, at the meetings, I mean, you're talking about what well, we have, like maybe 30 to 45 minutes of like actual meeting stuff. And then after that, I mean, yeah. we're back to, we're back to camaraderie. Yeah. Um, so although it is business, I think the camaraderie aspect of it is kind of like that invaluable aspect of it that um, I think a lot of um, newly transitioning guys and even, I mean, there's guys that have been out for how long that come to those meetings. Right. I mean, like 20 years, I'm like, wow, this is cool. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, it's, it's yeah, they've, they've been, they've been without their tribe for 20 years. Right. And now and they, they get to go be part they of They finally tribe. found it and they haven't missed an event yet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pretty powerful. But uh, I'm sorry, I got you off track there. You were talking about the Raider Realty Group and, and involving uh, military spouses Absolutely. Uh, in the process. Yeah. Because one of the things that happens quite a bit, right? So you go from coast to coast, you know, East Coast, West Coast, you know, you're transitioning um, PCS season and everything else. And what I found was a lot of, uh, you know, my fellow Raiders and uh, a lot of the other veterans that I've talked to, they're like, hey, man, I don't really know if I trust this person or not or whatever else. But what we provide is like we, we're vetted. All right. Um, everybody that we've gone to um, that is part of our group is it's, it's part of the community. Right. They understand the trials and tribulations of being in the military and or being a military spouse. So we know what it's like to transition. We know what it's like to upend your kids from school and one school that they really liked and having to bring them to another school. And the overall goal of this is to, hey, make that as seamless and efficient as possible. So it's as easy on the veteran, as easy on his family as it possibly can be. Man, that, that's awesome. That sounds like a, a, a very needed service, not just within the, the small MARSOC community, because, I mean, it is a relatively small community when you're talking it about is. the military in general, but it sounds like something that, that would do a lot of good outside of MARSOC within the, the broader military community. Yeah, ab- I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, Marines speak Marine, and we speak pretty good Marine, too. And, I mean, it's just as far as this area around here, I mean, Camp Lejeune is absolutely huge. And unfortunately, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of predatory things that happen as far as the Marines on Camp Lejeune. And I, I don't like that. Right. You know what I mean? There's a saying, am I my brother's keeper? And I 100 percent am. And that's what, you know, the Raider Realty Group is going to stand on. Right. So it's, yeah. it's that sort of uh, mentality that you ultimately are going to take care of our people because that's how you sleep well at night. Man, that, that's amazing. Good for you. Um, I, I really hope you crush it with that. I hope you get a lot of. A lot of people on your team, a lot of spouses on your team. Yeah. I hope it grows. And it also uh, provides a um, it provides an outlet, right? So hey, yeah. you know, you can you can transition out and or you're coming from the West Coast, which we know is happening soon, and your wife needs, you know, a network to instantly start at. Hey, we can provide that as well. Very cool. Very cool, man. I'm I'm really excited to kind of follow that uh, that as it grows and, and see where it goes. We'll probably have to have you back on the show again in six months and yeah, give check an in update and, and see where you're at with it all. I'd be happy be to come. Very cool. Um, what are, what are a couple of things, uh, you'd like to share, you know, like as we, as we get close to wrapping up the show, um, you know, our listeners are, you know, consist of active duty military. They're thinking about transition, existing business owners, uh, veterans, civilians too, I'm sure are, are listening. If, if you were to, to offer maybe three pieces of advice uh, to our listeners from Mark Arrington on whatever they, anything, business, transition, fitness, whatever, man, whatever, whatever, whatever you feel like you want to leave on the table for our listeners, what, what do you have? 
You know, I think I'd probably just try to highlight the uh, the transitioning aspect of it and then also the maintaining of relationships. Um, so for the transitioning aspect of it, man, just believe in yourself, right? Believe in yourself and just understand that consistency at the end of the day is going to win. Um, and, you know, broaden your aperture. Look for as many different opportunities as you can find. And if you know that you're going to transition, uh, you know, take it, take it one step at a time, but make that step, right? Like you said, right? Action means things because at the end of the day, you can't just sit around and wait for something to happen um, because nothing's going to happen that's good, That right? You have to make good things happen. Um, and as far as, you know, maintaining relationships goes, you know, keep, maintain those relationships that you make while you're in. Uh, maintain your sphere of influence and, uh, you know, check up on one another every now and then because, hey, you never know when that text message that goes out, you know, might save somebody's life. That's a great point. I, I like how you, you beat up on relationships a lot. Um, you talk about the importance of maintaining your active duty ties and, and relationships with your network that you developed with active duty. What's your take on the need for uh, developing you know, new relationships outside of that that already existing network? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think any day that you don't learn something and or, I mean, if you're talking to somebody and he's a good individual or she is a good individual, why not pursue that? I mean, no harm, no foul, right? What does that What does that mean? So, like, I don't, right. I don't intend to harm you and, like, at no means do you right. intend to harm me. And if that's the case and we can both mutually benefit each other and uh, not make it some sort of transactional relationship but actual a fundamental relationship, then go ahead and pursue it. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Very good points, man. Really appreciate it. Um, you got anything else you'd like to chat about while you're here? Man, um... The let me let me let me let me contemplate this for a second. Uh, I think we already hit on the covered a lot of ground. We did, we did, we did indeed. Um, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, so yeah, yeah. Next time I'll have <laughs> notes. Uh, man, I would just I would just honestly say I just can't reemphasize the more about the maintaining of the relationships and you know as far as just hiring veterans goes. Um, you know, there's no, there's no wounded warriors over here, right? There's just warriors, right? right? And you're yeah. not a warrior that's not wounded. That's really tell cool. me, tell me anywhere that there's a warrior that's not wounded, right? So, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's a really cool perspective, something's man. I've never heard anybody say it like that. Right. And, um, like you talked about, um, the need in our spouses, right? I mean, if you looked back at, you know, our days before civilization, when we were hunter gatherers, right? You know, like the warrior for the most part would go out and hunt and then uh you know our spouses were the ones that probably kept us sane back at home right kept us uh you know kept us uh kept us sane and i think that that's something that's invaluable in this day and i think it's something that just needs to be better realized um and then you know lastly i would say that um those that are transitioning and those that might be just you know struggling with some uh you know, some possible negative thoughts at times or whatever else, man. Um, just understand that it's going to happen from time to time. Um, you know, look at yourself in the mirror. Life ain't that bad. And tomorrow, tomorrow, the sun's still going to shine and it's going to just, you know, keep getting better and better. It's just all about mindset. Yeah. And, and maybe don't be afraid to, to admit that life is tough sometimes. Life and, is and, tough. And, and maybe talk to somebody because that's something like we talked earlier about, uh, you know, not wanting to, you know, be the sick bay commando that goes into, you know, every time we have an ache or a pain and we have to go to medical, you know, we mm-hmm. don't do that. Same thing with, uh, you know, the mental stress that builds up. We don't want people to know we're stressed out. We don't yeah. want to talk about it. People don't, they don't call up their buddy and go, oh man, you know, I'm, my life sucks right now. 
Right. You know, nobody does that. Nobody says business sucks right now. Nope. No. Nope. I know people where I know business is crap. And when you talk to them, like, nope, everything's great. Everything's good. It's like, well, if you'd yeah. talk about it a little bit, we might be able to help you out. We might be able to find a solution for you. We might be able to, uh, you know, help you find that employee you're missing or yeah. something, you know, but we're just, we don't ask for help ever. Well, nobody knows what's going on in between your ears but you, right? Right. So, and if you don't get that out, right, if you don't talk to somebody, whether that's your spouse, um, you know, if you're spiritual, whatever spiritual leader you have, or, you know, the camaraderie that veterans have just inherent and the relationships that I hope that most people are maintaining, nobody knows what's going on in your own head. And I think that's where you start the vicious cycle of, you know, self-implosion where, you know, you start really self-reflecting and feeling bad about yourself, Mm -hmm. vice talking to somebody about it. And I guarantee you, I've talked to so many of my friends about some of the trials and tribulations that I have gone through and they've done the exact same stuff. They think the same way. And it's like, oh man, I thought it was just me that thought that, right? Right. You know, I thought I was just being weak somehow or something else like that. But I tell you what, everybody has those thoughts. And the more that you're able to communicate uh, via the relationships that you maintain and establish, the better off that you're going to be and the more positive of a person that you're going to be going forward. Yeah, I'd say it's important to understand that, you know, like I'm not going to judge you if you come to me and and, and want to talk about something that's going on, right? And no. you're not going to either. No, and I not. think you'll find that most most veterans are are going to be like that. They're not oh. going to be judgmental towards a, a brother or sister that has has struggled or is struggling in a particular way. They're gonna they're gonna be thrilled that they were sought out yeah. to discuss the problem. Yeah. And if even if there's no solution expected, it's just being here for a while, I think. Venting's uh, a hell, hell of a thing, right? Yeah, sometimes you great. just got to vent. It you gets know? you through it. And sometimes yeah. you need to talk to somebody other than your spouse because you can only load so much onto them. Right. You know? Like they need a break from it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> they do. Sometimes they do, man. And, uh, like, and I think so many times you're going to see they're like, oh, man, exactly, me too, dude. And uh, although that you're talking to somebody... That me too is so powerful. It is. It is. And you don't know what's going on with them either. So, I mean, even possibly that you talking to them has helped them um, throughout the, you know, throughout the day. And maybe they're struggling with some stuff and they're just not okay with themselves enough to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Another component of how how we can all help each other out. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Mark. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. And we will definitely be checking back in with you uh, to, to see how progress goes with the Raider Realty Group. Um, if folks that are listening want to get in touch with you and the Raider Realty Group, either for uh, job opportunities, they want to get involved somehow, or they just want to hire you, what's the best way to go about getting in touch with you? Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Just just Google my name, Mark Arrington. Um, also, my number, 901-219-7911. And I mean, I can take care of anything mortgage-related that you need and anything realty-related that you need as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Thank you for listening. We really appreciate you all so very much. To get involved with the Veteran Business Collective, you can visit us at veteranbusinesscollective.org, and you can follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn. We post all of our events uh, to Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, If you want to attend one of our chapter meetings, uh, you'll find all our events listed there. Um, And as a final note, before we close out, please honor the fallen by living each day to its absolute fullest. And for the time, VBC out. Thanks for checking out the VBC podcast. 